Good morning, everyone. How are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Wednesday we have Sword of the Spirit. This is um, episodes relating to Ephesians chapter 6. When we know that we should put on the full armor of God as we go out each day to face the world. And one of our defensive weapons against the enemy's attacks is the sword of the Spirit. And we learn that that is the Word of God. So in these episodes, we always cover passages from the Bible. And for August through December, on Wednesdays, we are looking at parables from the New Testament. And if you haven't watched or listened to previous episodes, I invite you to go back and listen to them. Today's episode title is Good Versus Evil. And it's based upon the parable of the faithful servant versus the wicked servant, found in Matthew 24, verses 42 through 51. And as I usually do, I'll start out by reading that passage, Um, this time in the Amplified Bible. Be ready for his coming. So be alert, give strict attention, be cautious and active in faith. For you do not know which day, whether near or far, your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the head of the house has not had known what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you who follow me must also be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give the others in the house their food and supplies at the proper time? Blessed is that faithful servant when his master returns and finds him doing so. I assure you and most solemnly say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that servant is evil and says in his heart, My master is taking his time, he will not return for a long while, and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour which he is not aware, and will cut him in two and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping, over sorrow and pain, and grinding of teeth, over distress and anger. Well, in that passage, we're certainly encouraged to be ready for the Lord's coming. In a very small way, I can relate to being caught unawares while doing evil. I I imagine some of you can relate to this. Anyway, one day long ago, while I was angry and fussing at my husband, yes, I've done that before, (laughs) we heard a knock on the door. And it was my friend, a close friend. And he was shocked to hear my fussing through the door. He had no idea that I could be that ugly. And I was mortified. I cannot describe the sudden shame and humiliation I felt. Well, I was caught unawares. And I was misbehaving. Can anyone relate to that? And let's look at this scripture again in the message. Sometimes it's easier to understand in one translation versus another. So in the message, the same passage, let's go. Who here qualifies for the job of overseeing the kitchen? 
a person the master can depend on to feed the workers on time each day, someone the master can drop in on unannounced and always find him doing his job, a God-blessed man or woman, I tell you. It won't be long before the master will put that person in charge of the whole operation. You know, do right in small things and he'll give you responsibility for larger things. But if the person only looks out for himself and the minute the master is away, does what he pleases, abusing the help and throwing a drunken party for his friends, the master is going to show up when he least expects it and it won't be pretty. He'll end up in the dump with the hypocrites, out in the cold, shivering and with teeth shattering. Well, there are a few com commentaries from the internet on this. This is practical exhortation drawn from the uncertainty of the last day. Watch, therefore, the end will be sudden. The final separation will be completed. Be ye, therefore, also prepared. And the return of Jesus could come at any time. The signs could begin at any time. By application, believers should always be ready for his return. And when our Lord comes, he will come as a king and as a judge. Those who have believed in Jesus as Savior and are therefore his children should, in, should be ensured that they are ready to have their deeds judged to determine their rewards. And I've always looked at that and thought, you know, rewards in this case are forever and ever and ever. And I know it doesn't relate, maybe not to you, but I used to play the clarinet, and I was the first seed in the second clarinet group. And I so wished that I could have been even the last seed in the first group. So, you know, rewards matter over a long time. We can strive to do what God wants us to do while the time is near. Anyway, at this point we should pause and consider what that, that all that means to believers. Everyone who has ever believed in Jesus is a member of God's eternal family. They have been born into the God's family solely by God's gift of grace on the basis of faith in Jesus. They have a gift of eternal life which cannot be lost or taken away from them. Their life with God is forever and ever secure. Why then does Jesus tell his disciples to be alert since their life living in the presence of God is not at stake? He tells them to be vigilant so that they do not forget or fail to understand the nature of their trials and their sufferings and lose the reward in the kingdom. He does not want us to lose heart or grow weary in doing good and miss the kingdom inheritance. So, you know, people who are believers of Jesus Christ, they do good works to glorify God. They do it out of gratitude. They are motivated because they have received the grace and mercy of the Lord. He wants each of us to endure and win the eternal prize that comes from pleasing the king upon his return. He wants them to endure so they will reign with him. He does not want them, want them to lose the reward at his judgment and merely be as saved as through fire. 
He does not only, he desires not only for them to receive the gift of eternal life, but also to gain the experience of eternal life as a reward at the, at the most. This can be exciting news if you're a believer and you're ready. You're ready for Jesus. You have done it all you are, ready for your rewards to receive. But it's scary if you're not yet made the decision to accept Jesus. I believe fully that Jesus is coming again very soon. I've confessed my sins and confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Still, when a believer knows that Jesus is coming soon, they see lots of work yet to be done. That work doesn't add to their salvation, but it's done out of gratitude for the Lord, as I said before, thankfulness for His grace and mercy through Jesus. Each person has been given unique, unique gifts, talents, and purpose. A big part of that purpose might be to share the good news of Jesus and help others to get ready to increase his kingdom. Do you know that you're saved and ready for Jesus? Will you have rewards in heaven? The Bible tells us that we'll know a believer by their fruit. Is your fruit showing? Can, you, can people look at you and know that you love Jesus? What is motivating you? Is it the thankfulness and gratitude for your salvation, or is it something else? Are you motivated by something else to impress people, perhaps? We can look at the character of Jesus and emulate him. Hmm. Like was said years ago, what would Jesus do? We can look at what Jesus would do in every situation. And as we talked about it last week, every believer is given fruit of the Spirit, and it's up to us to mature that fruit. Increase our love to, you know, as the greatest commandment, love God and love ourselves as we do our others. We can have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Even during trials, we can maintain our faith and therefore continue to have internal joy and peace. So, if we sincerely see all that's happening in today's world and know that Jesus is coming soon, certainly he is coming sooner than he was a century ago or a year ago or even yesterday. He is coming sooner than that. Are you ready for Jesus? How about your loved ones? Are your loved ones ready? Are they fruitful? My main and consistent prayer is for our loved ones to become believers while the opportunity is there. But not just for those that I love. I pray for all of those I've come into contact with because I don't believe anything happens by accident. And I pray for even my enemies, as Jesus has instructed, we're to love our enemies and pray for them. And in that, we fall in agreement with Jesus. He wants all to come to God's kingdom. How can we love and pray for unbelievers and even for our enemies? What helps me is to remember Jesus on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And that's the truth of it. As we look at someone who is being really vicious and evil, if only they knew that Jesus is coming soon, if only they knew that heaven and hell are real, surely they would come to Jesus while the opportunity is there. They would run to him. 
Well, do you feel a sense of urgency for your prayers to be answered, for that harvest of loved ones to be saved? I love to share the good news of Jesus. John 3.16 explains it all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, in today's world, a lot of people say, oh, there's many ways to get to heaven. But that's not true. Jesus himself tells us in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So are you a believer? Do you believe that Jesus is the only Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus came to earth to suffer and die on the cross to pay for your sins? And he defeated death. Did you know that Jesus is the only way to heaven? Jesus, his birth, his life, his death and resurrection fulfilled over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament. That's phenomenal. In any other case, that would be impossible. And it is historical, too. There were many witnesses that Jesus was raised from the dead because he walked among people for 40 days before he ascended to heaven. Many witnesses did see him. We each have free will to decide whether to become a believer or not. I urge you to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit while the opportunity is there. Speak your confession out loud as instructed in Romans 10, 8 through 9. Your prayer might be something like this, and I hope that you'll listen to it and repeat after me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I repent now, and I walk away from my sinful life. Please help me, because I'm going to be tempted. I believe that Jesus is the only Son of God. He suffered and died on the cross to pay for my sins, and he defeated death. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. I will serve you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. When you believe and confess Jesus, you become his. You're born again, saved, a believer, a follower of Jesus, a lover of God. It doesn't matter whether a person who comes to Jesus used to be really, really bad. Once they're saved, their past sins are all gone. They're white as snow. They become part of his kingdom. God has forgiven those sins and forgotten them. You need to forgive yourself. Once we belong to the Lord out of gratitude for his mercy and grace through Jesus, we're motivated to do good works, to walk in right living, to serve him by serving others. And then others will see that and glorify God. We're actually encouraging people to come to Jesus through the way we serve him. When Jesus comes, I want to be prepared, found in my faith-filled walk, influencing others to come to Jesus and practicing right living, knowing that I am his, full of his mercy and grace. Isn't that what you desire too? Let us each be found in that day doing good and not evil. Let us each be found as a Jesus follower, eager to take, be taken up as his good and faithful servant. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today, um, Wednesday morning episode of Sword of the Spirit, with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. 
As you know, Turn to God with Karen episodes are also on Monday morning, Hope and Faith Journey, where we cover various topics to encourage healing through our challenges. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Please go to my website's contact page and send me your comments, suggestions, any feedback is always welcome. You can go to KarenJaneCasey.com. And when you go to my website, you'll also see pertinent uh, domestic violence material, and you'll see all my books, blogs, and podcasts. And I just want to say that if you've read and enjoyed any of my books, any of my podcasts, if they've brought you encouragement, hope for healing, or positive change, or you've decided to receive Jesus, let me know. Thank you, and God bless.